Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's DC Movie News. The Great Hall of the Justice League. There are assembled the world's four greatest heroes, created from the cosmic legends of the universe. Superman. Oh, the whole thing today. Wow, we even got the Superman part of it today. That's because oh. we are all Superman and yeah. women. Hey guys. The weird up? one. This is what weird. Is what are you talking like, about? I, I, what I is? Like, do you watch that the uh, WWF or the WWE wrestling where they didn't have an audience, but they were all doing the wrestling and the smack talk? That's what I feel like right now. Why are you about to talk a lot of smack? Oh, no, I just feel like it's so weird. We're in this ether right now. I know it's always like we don't have an audience when we do the show anyway. You know, we don't have our fans in in, in the room with us, but it just feels weird. It's weird. I see an animal in the background, Mikey. We don't normally have animals in there either. That's Cadence. Uh, That's my girlfriend's dog. That's now both of ours. And then Indy is, there he is. Indy, (laughs) there he is. It's like a look pups. into our souls, guys. Got the pups. Mm. All right. I was kind of expecting you both to have big DC backgrounds or something. You know, Mikey, I, I thought that I thought that, that yeah, but I that? thought you would have a whole cowl situation going on behind you. <laughs> Adam, I thought you would have all the comic books. You know, I brought I brought some Funkos to play along with. All right. All right, you're bringing it a little bit. Oh, there we go. That's, this, that's is, hey, dope. this could have been what we could have seen. This was the Ben Affleck movie that was supposed to happen right now. This was, you know, what was supposed to happen. But now here, man, that sculpt, he looks so damn good. Look how good that looks as Affleck. Look at that. Yeah, he does look good. He's a handsome Batfleck. Yeah. So I got my Batman stuff. All this, the, cut, the suits are in the room. Maybe next time, if we're stuck like this for a while, next stream, I'll do as Batman. How about that? Will that be better, Rox? Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be pretty cool. Sound good? Yeah, sounds good to me. Um, so same as always, guys. Uh, I th- I think we should still tell them who we are and what we're doing here. Let's Adam. do it. Let's do it, guys. Hey, guys. Welcome <laughs> to this just uh, normal episode of DC Movie News. I'm uh, Adam Gertler, joined uh, as sometimes by Mike Kalinowski. How you doing, Mike? Hey, guys. How we doing? Hello, everybody. Here I am. In Hey, Mike, where can people not find you? Yeah, guys, you can't find me on Twitter right now. You could see my name in there, and you'll see at Mike Kalinowski, but I can't use it. I'm not allowed to use it because I was in Twitter jail for 12 hours, and it's turned into a whole week because uh, the world's falling apart. Twitter doesn't want to talk to me anymore. So, guys, I apologize. If you have been reaching out to me all week, I have not seen it. I can't t- activate it. It's there. You can tweet out to me all you want, but I cannot touch it and see it. I'm trying to get resolved. 
We'll talk more about that later. So I apologize if you've reached out to me. That is not my fault. I'm not ignoring you guys. Not- Mike, how has this affected your, your daily uh, positive affirmations that you began for 2020? I'm still doing them on Instagram. Uh, oh, great. Yeah, I do it on Instagram, and then I link it to Twitter and Facebook. So that's wow. what I Instagram. So that has kept me going. I actually wanted to stop, like, last couple days ago, and I was just like, why am I doing this? But then I was like, no, nah, I got to keep a routine, you know. I'd say now more than ever. Yeah. You and I, Adam, we got the, we got the Corona beards going on. Oh, yeah. We got the uh, isolation beards, baby. Are you going to let yours go as much as you can? I mean, probably. <laughs> you got to work in a business, in a restaurant. So I don't know if you can help how much you can go. Well, you can find uh, out. But I don't deal with people in my restaurant. My restaurant is a to-go and delivery only concept. There you go. Um, fortunately. Um, but uh, before we go any further, I'd be remiss not to introduce the crown jewel of DC Movie News. We are joined by Roxy Stryer. Keeping my beard relatively close to the face. Thank uh, God. I, I, thank you. I do like that it does take the coronavirus for the three of us to make it to the same stream. It's actually easier for us to stream when we're all uh, on lockdown. So if there is any silver lining of this thing, it's that uh, I get to do this with you guys, hopefully for the coming weeks. Yeah, well, not, I mean, not hopefully like we're here for the coming weeks, but hopefully we're all three here. Does that make sense? Well, guys, um, it does look like we're going to be here for the next coming weeks. It doesn't look like this is ending anytime soon. We know that uh, Safer at Home is going at least until April 19th, I believe. Is that that's the last I've heard? Yeah, a, mo- a month, 30 days. That's what they said. Yeah, um, it's pretty rough. I personally was trying to get tested myself. Getting tested is next to impossible. Let me ask you, why were you trying to get tested? Are you feeling something or because you're delivering food? Uh, Because I'm delivering food and, um, you know, I was trying to get tested and they're just not letting people do it. They're just letting, they're just requiring people quarantine themselves. Right. And, and, you know, my thing is like, I was like, hey, but we need to get tested because I'm delivering food or I'm handing off food. And apparently they closed the testing facility close to me in Los Angeles yesterday, like closed it uh, because it wasn't affecting how doctors were treating it because there's no treating. So, you know, that's all the good news. Yeah. You know, I, it's, it's wild state by state right now, but there, there really isn't much of a way to get tested. And if you call your doctor's office and you tell them that you're not feeling good, they will tell you, do not come here. Do not yeah. come here because you will infect the the people that need to take care of people. And, and we are taking care of people with all different ailments right now. You know, like cancer didn't stop and other diseases didn't stop. They This it, it, is just crazy. Flu season, Roxy, too. There's other flu going around. Yeah, yeah. Flu and cold season. Gotta love it, baby. Uh, I, if there was ever a time for needed superheroes on this planet, it's definitely right now in 2020. Uh, although I don't know if people want what wonder woman is putting down imagine imagine oh you know i still have not seen that but uh i loved it i'm the only person and like anson mount that guy from that guy that black bolt that crap actor he was like bashing them i'm like shut the fuck up man like like did you bash the people in italy that were singing from their balconies like people deal with shit in the wrong in their own way they they weren't hurting anybody they weren't what was the problem that people just thought it was too cheesy no they think that it's tone deaf you know 
celebrities yeah. singing uh imagine no possessions things like that people right. people thought that it wasn't but honestly like if we're gonna make fun of people right now it's got to be the vanessa hudgens of the world it can't be the gal Gadugs. come on come on guys get your what's priorities wrong with that? Yeah. what's wrong with oh vanessa hudgens what happened with her oh, well no. she kind of suggested it? that i know i just saw her the twitter with the with the moaning for her tattoo no it was so see that no, I'll tell you about it later. This is DC okay. movie news, but I will tell you later. Uh, it was pretty boy. great. It was classy. Um, she's classy. Uh, yeah, Roxy's right. We should talk about DC movie news. And I think uh, we have to talk about how COVID-19 has affected the world of entertainment, production. Um, every industry is affected. Every person on this planet is affected. Um but um, some of the, I guess you could say, positive repercussions is that movies that were just released um, and also recently released are going to streaming and, um, and video on demand services much quicker. And Birds of Prey is actually getting an early VOD release as well. Yeah. This is both positive and negative. You know, the positive is that if you were home, you're getting more content to watch. And uh, I think that a lot of people are excited about that um, as as Warner Brothers is not the only company doing this. But the negatives is that right right now for Birds of Prey, it will only help them make money. But for other movies that are going to be skipping uh, the, in theaters and going straight to VOD or, you know, even like a, a Pixar situation with Onward, They've just lost mm. so much money that they're yeah. going straight to VOD is not going to recoup it for them. And uh, there, there's just no way to be financially successful just VOD for some of these over $100 million budget movies. Mm-hmm. So um, even even over, a, a, you know, the, anything over a $30 million budget movie, it's just very challenging, very challenging. So I'm excited to be able to watch things as I'm in self-quarantine, but I'm also scared for these companies and 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 Warner Brothers in particular right now as as their streaming services seem to be confusing and not fully up and running the same way that a, a Disney Plus is right now. Um, what, what do you guys think about how this could affect, you know, we've we felt this coming for a long time and people have been talking about the demise of uh, the cinema going experience, the theater going experience. We've seen like movie pass, things like that. Do you think this is going to expedite the sort of uh, end of movie going as we know it? Or what kind of long-term effects do you think this is going to have on the industry, if at all? Definitely at all. Uh, Mike, how are you feeling about it? Uh, To be honest, and I kind of lumped in this with theme parks as well. Um, Look at what we're dealing with right now. And and it's kind of speak, like we are, this is a global shift and it's, going to change the way we live our lives from now on after this and look at everyone and whether you want to believe you know what's important what's not important look at the frontline people that are the most important people to us right now these people that some people don't deserve a living wage and those are the people keeping us alive right now you know the the food food service workers the the stock shelf people the grocery store helpers so entertainment look at everyone right now is like i'm binging this i'm binging that is like when people don't think entertainment's important that's what's keeping people going is entertainment I think well, actually, the- Mikey, it was considered for for better or worse, whatever your thoughts are at home about this, it was considered one of the essential jobs: podcasting, media, uh, oh, so video. I didn't know that um, it was considered an essential job. So, in the list of things right now, at least you know there's a like, there's a state lockdown in lo- right, 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 uh, in okay. California, and there's one in New York as well. 
but on the list, LA Times put out an entire list of what is considered an essential job, meaning you can go to and from legally right now and podcasting, video, entertainment were considered essential. I'm glad they looped entertainment in there because, you know, when podcasting, you think that would be news and stuff because so much of our news is podcast now. But I think- Yeah, it says media, um, a lot of things. I think when this is finally done, um, people are like, like theme park work with, you know, what I do in theme parks in general, like Orlando's a little different because it's, that's their entire business, but people are going to, movie theaters are going to be floored with people to go to the movies because we're going to be so cooped up for so long. We're going to want to go back to that. Right. I got to get out. I got to get out. I got to see a movie. I got to, you know, I got to go to the theme park. I got to get out of my house. We've been in this neighborhood for so long and walking the block for so long. You know, the, the movies are always going to be made. TV's always going to be made. Um, you know, but I, you know, okay. The only thing I can use is that there's been three, two big instances in my life of, of changing events, nine 11 and then the recession of 2008. Yeah. And nine 11 for all, all of us that are in here. Right. I get, yeah. I should yeah. say that. Look at nine 11. You know, we were, people were scared to travel and we don't want to travel anymore. And that went away. The, the after effects were like, we have to take off our shoes and we have to carry little things of, you know, our toiletries anymore so that it changed that but also the air industry we came back to it full fold it never was like people were not still afraid to travel anymore i think for a while afterwards movie theaters are going to do limited seating like maybe do a half full well wow. people get back to normal like uh, movies have been around forever and tv's been around you know it's not going anywhere um i don't know I don't know because because streaming is so big as it is. It's not like if yeah. it was maybe ten years ago, streaming that would have changed everything. But streaming is such a big part of our life right now. I don't know. Do you think this will make it even harder for like small and mid budget films to get seen? Uh, does it make it even more of an event sort of thing? And we are a movie show that talks mostly about bigger films because right. most DC properties are bigger films. I think it's it's not going to be those big franchise tentpole films that are going to struggle. It's not going to be the Batman, um, Marvel, Star Wars of the world that are going to struggle after this because I do agree that those movies demand to be seen in theaters because of the effects and CGI and even the like interstellars of the world where you really want to go to the theaters to see it in that scope. I think yeah. that those will be relatively okay, but absolutely the mid-level ones and some superhero movies at this point are mid-level. Yeah. A, jo- a Joker was a lower budget. A Birds of Prey is a lower budget. Uh, and I think that right now, if pe- a- after this, if you don't need to go to the theaters to see something, not that you ever need to, but I mean, if it doesn't right. seem to require it for uh, an enhanced viewing pleasure, then I think that... M- Indie movies are in trouble. They're in trouble because people will just wait. And I do think this is going to have people scared for a really long time. Yeah. And including myself, including myself, as you guys know, I take care of my two elderly grandparents and they say that the worst of this is not going to hit until summer, which means that for the rest of the 2020 year, most likely we will be dealing with some kind of coronavirus issue. Uh, and so that means 2020 is a year in which I, because I'm interacting with them, am not going to the movies. Um, yeah. So I, I think that there are probably a lot of people like me in a situation where 
they cannot get sick as they are caretakers or they are in fact themselves. Like my grandparents go to the movies once a week. They certainly will not be going to the movies for the rest of 2020. So I think there's a lot of people in that situation. I think compared to the two tragedies that Mike uh, mentioned, the 2008 and 9-11 financially, I think the fallout from this is going to be a lot worse than anything any of us have lived through, unfortunately, because every industry has halted like this and and the entire economy is stopping. It's going to take years to recover, years years to get it going again. Um, And those are going to be for the businesses that even survive it. You know, the, the, the big AMCs. Okay. Yes. They're shutting down for a little bit, but you know, all of our favorite smaller non-chain movie theaters, they're screwed. They're, they're not this, this is probably the end. But of that for now to put a button on birds of prey it, the film was underseen it, it it underperformed at least personally i know for all of us we feel like it certainly wasn't seen proportionately to how enjoyable the film was right do you think this is one of those like perfect films to show up at home where people maybe have had that curiosity and now that you maybe spend 20 bucks for everybody in the house and not you know 20 bucks a person when you figure in parking and popcorn and all that, do you think maybe it will get uh, some eyeballs or do you think like we're going to, we're going to find out soon? I'm, I'm curious about it. I I definitely think that this is a great movie, even, even uh tone tonally speaking to watch during something like this. I don't know about you guys, but I'm having a really hard time watching incredibly serious things right now like my brain is going to I would like to watch Jersey Shore I want to watch The Circle I want to see Love is Blind I want to watch Schitt's Creek you know my right now I cannot put on uh, I haven't even watched the premiere of Westworld because right now I'm like it's just it's just too much for me at this moment so I think a Birds of Prey type movie um, or just Birds of Prey in general is is definitely something that people are craving right now because it's easy to watch. It's fun. It's action-packed. It's out of this world, uh, and it, it's larger than life. And that's the kind of thing, at least for me, that I want to watch right now. Uh, and, and I want. Do we know? Do we know if it's going to the DCU streaming service as well, or if it's just VOD for purchase? Does anybody have they made any announcements about that? I believe right now it's just going to be for purchase. I don't think it's going to uh, the DC universe anytime soon. At least I don't believe there was an announcement about that. If they were trying to get more people to get on that app, which I don't know that they are because HBO Max is in impending launch, this would be the way to do it. You know, Disney right now is talking about all their stuff going to Hulu or Disney Plus. They're not talking about releasing it only for purchase. So if they were being, if they're trying to shoot for longevity of their app, this would be going to DCU. Yeah, that yeah. is a good point. Sorry, go ahead, Mikey. No, I'm, I'm just agreeing with you guys, yeah. Um, um, looking at the future of DC films, and no bigger film can we think of than The Batman, which has been in production, has, uh, just like every other film, halted production. So I'm curious, Mike, what do you think about what does this mean for the release date of a film like The Batman, which is not happening until next summer? Does it have to change just because of production delay, or do you think they, they could still make their deadline? Remember, this is a film that's supposed to come out before Suicide Squad, which started shooting uh, yeah. over a month before. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know, guys, uh, but I, I, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm, everything we talk about, I'm going to try and do a positive spin on it because I, I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Um, you know, I think DC's in a very good position because like we'd said, Suicide Squad is done filming. They can now go into post-production, which is a li- much smaller group of people to work on this thing. Mm-hmm. They can get, a, they could get finished and be in theaters before Batman. So Batman and them could flip places. And the good thing is with, with DC and, and I think Marvel's now going to run into a huge problem because they're so interconnected and you need to see this movie to go to this movie to go to this movie. Whereas DC, you know, as we are, we're, they're not connected really per se. So if the Batman comes out Suicide Squad, doesn't matter. No, I don't think they're going back in two weeks to start shooting that- again. But they also, they don't want to um, compete with themselves. So to answer your question, Adam, I think that they're going to have a really hard time keeping their other slots if Wonder Woman has to move. Because Wonder Woman coming uh, in, not coming in June, they could do what the other movies are doing, which is push to October, November. It's a very crowded time right now, though. Uh, and I think that Wonder Woman very much so on purpose has tried to keep that, uh, has moved to a summer slot. Uh, I bet that they're wishing right now that they they hadn't pushed the date, but, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. If they have to, because it hasn't been announced, Wonder Woman has not been announced yet that they're moving. No, and let's talk about that because that was something else we wanted to talk about. We know that we've heard Black Widow, which is supposed to come out in the beginning of May, has pushed back. Mike, you bring up a great point that, Yes, they can move. They also have Disney is so set up and sitting pretty with their streaming platform. Um, If this ends, Roxy, I hadn't really thought about it in terms of what you said before. I was thinking, wow, they'll be so lucky to be in that June release date if they lift this restriction. But you bring up the point of people having a sort of residual fear of gathering in big places. So is it in their best interest to move Wonder Woman 84 or do you think they should try to hold on to their slot as long as they can? I don't think they're going to have a choice. I think they're going to have to move it because I think that theaters are still going to be closed at that point. Um, You know, I think it was AMC that announced 12 weeks, uh, some up to 12 weeks they had said, which, you know, if they announce that just right now, that is three months, March, the end of March to April, May, June, that's right there. I think that they're in theaters, not open territory. And I don't think they're going to be able to drop it if major chains are closed, uh, unless they wanted to try to do a VOD type thing. But there's no, I don't think that there's a shot that Wonder Woman does well in that. So similar to what Fast did, Fast uh, 9 took Fast 10 slot a full year later in April 2021, Wonder Woman might have to do that same thing. They might have to push right to yeah, I mean, the Batman slot. They might look at this summer as a wash for movies and pick up in the fall. And everything that was scheduled over the summer is going to get pushed back. Most theaters like or most franchises like DC, Marvel, they've got slots slated so they can just start shipping their movies back and back. I mean... And none of this is the end of the world because we're still, you know, these movies, a lot of these movies are in the can. Um, 
and some of them are not, but they will finish them up. You know, this doesn't mean we're never going to see Wonder Woman. This doesn't mean we're never going to see the Batman or Suicide Squad. We are going to see them, but the world is taking a pause for a minute. And that means that big productions have to have to do the same thing. So, you know, hopefully the anticipation for these movies will just grow so that when Wonder Woman 84 does drop, so many people are so excited about it that it does incredibly well. Um, I'm hoping that this this helps those movies for when they finally do air. Uh, that that would be fingers crossed, you know. Do you foresee a situation where a Wonder Woman could get released, but because of a naturally slow box office, they also offer an on-demand or home streaming for thirty to forty dollars, which has been talked about before. But now do you have this kind of possibility where they kind of like double down? And so they're not giving it for $20, but they're going to say $30, $40 and still release it in theaters at the same time. Do you own it then, Adam? Or is that a that's a one-time viewing experience? I think you own it. I think you own it. I guess if I couldn't go to the movie theaters to see Wonder Woman and it was available for $40 and then I owned it, I would pay for it, but it, during this economy, I don't know. It's it's gonna that's gonna be a tough sell to ask families to drop forty bucks on one movie. Although if it's a family, it's still cheaper than going to the movies. Yeah, it, it is, but it it is for specifically that movie. Um, but it depends on what your family, who your family is made up of. How many people in your family would have gone to see the Wonder Woman movie anyway? Would it have been two of you guys, or would it have been? all five of you guys, you know, or are you yeah. living by yourself as, as uh, this lady is my, my family consists of, you know, my grandparents aren't going to go see that movie. So I don't know. It, it, that's a, that's a large price. It is a four quadrant film though. When you talk about four quadrant films, this is one of those films that like a family can see. And I that's couldn't true. see, I couldn't see that working out for, a lot of films, but something like a Marvel movie or a DC or like a big franchise film, I could, that's just a scenario that, that has been talked about in the past. And I'm just wondering if, because like you said, a lot of these movies are in the can and they're going to have to decide how long do we hold it or do we release it because the money has already been spent and how long can these studios go without some revenue like how far how long can you put off new if you've already spent all this money um i don't know there's a, these are these are questions that i imagine people uh much more involved in the business than us are dealing with constantly right now like in in all their uh boardrooms like it's insane yeah you know i'm looking at warner brothers slate for this year um and after wonder woman in uh that's supposed to be on june 5th on june 26th they've got in the heights uh tenants coming on july 17th uh, or it was supposed to um they've got conjuring coming in september and a couple of movies in between those um godzilla kong in november Uh. june and december you know there's not really a, a spot that we could move this to where we're not competing with ourselves so I, I think that they, I don't know that there is a weekend, that there is a release date that Wonder Woman could push to in the 2020 year that would be financially responsible for Warner Brothers. God. You know, I, the optimistic side of me wants to say that 
if they cleared everything up and people were safe to go out of their houses by June, that it would be like the biggest opening weekend. It could be for any movie because people are going to be so desperate to get out of their house and do something. But I think like Mikey said, even if the theaters are open at that point, I don't think there's any way they do jam packed houses. I don't think they do every seat. Maybe they do every other seat, but I I don't think by June we're going to be able to sell out theaters. um, Even I mean, like legally speaking. Sky Patterson chimes in that August 7th, 2020 is available. August is that true? 7th, 2020. Um, well, let's see. If you're if we're going to August, uh August 14th right now, they have a movie called Malignant Slated. Um that I don't doesn't know. sound like something I want to see. <laughs> no. Um, in August 21st, they have Untitled Fred Hampton Project slated. Do we know what those are? I think I agree with Sky Patterson that it's open. But the malignant one is directed by James Wan. Okay. One of those little, little budget horror films that he does. Yeah. Um, so it could we could try to push till to August. Um, it will be in theaters then. It will be coming out two weeks after Tenet. So... But Tenet is, you know, that's a that's sort of a different audience. I know there's overlap, but it's not going to be competing with Tenet. I don't think, especially not after two weeks. He's not a four quadrant, those Nolan films. That is a very specific audience that goes to those. Yeah, very true. I I was very much more looking at that movie. Yeah. I think for Roxy's point, though, people are going to be craving popcorn. I tried to watch some self-serious dramas just in the past couple of days, like the show Kingdom on Netflix, which is like a Korean zombie film or zombie show that I think normally I would have loved. And I had to turn it off. I was just like, not in the mood. Couldn't take things seriously that were not real. And I feel like a Wonder Woman popcorn movie, when when this is over, it's like the perfect film and the perfect time. I agree. I agree. Um, we'll see. Uh, direct effects of the coronavirus include our one and only unnamed The Suicide Squad star Idris Elba, um, was diagnosed with Corona and, um, he's also been a pretty positive source. Have you guys listened to what he's had to say on Twitter and followed that story at all? I can't follow on Twitter. <laughs> oh, that's right. Sorry. So, uh, but I've been following theory, through other people. The most frustrating thing about his story was the fact that he felt zero symptoms. Uh, not frustrating. I guess I, maybe the word scary that, I think right now when we're living in a world of unknown, the fact that Idris Elba, who even he just feels like a real life superhero. I mean, I think there's a reason why people were talking about how he should play. First, people were saying um, James Bond, Batman, Superman, like his name has been thrown out for so many larger than life characters. And then for him to be like, listen, I'm totally fine, but. Uh, I was exposed to somebody who had the virus, so I got tested, and like I guess I also have it. That was, I think, one of the eye-opening that Tom Hanks and that I think were really eye-opening moments for society to be like, "Oh, this is real, and it can come for anybody, and it and it takes all different forms." Yeah, yeah. Um, again, so so uh, terrifying because a lot of people don't feel a lot of symptoms and. You know, like even my mother's like inviting me over for for meatloaf and I want to be like, mom, you know, I can't be around you. My parents are in their 70s. Right. It's just not advisable, you know, even with the people I've come come in contact with. Um, You mentioned briefly Gal Gadot's um, Imagine, 
But uh, in general, she has also been a source of positivity and good vibes and good messages and um, imploring people to practice social distancing as well. I think she's wonderful and a beautiful human being inside and out. And I, I wish people could take it easy on her because, yeah, I think she's she just has a, a pure good soul to her and she wants people to wash their hands and treat other people with kindness and trying to bring people together. And is it always going to be success the way that she goes about it? Maybe not, but uh, she's still our Wonder Woman. And, you know, I, I, I would like to see some love and support for her support right now. Yeah. Mikey, any thoughts on that? Any thoughts on Gal? I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I'm in the chat with the group. I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. He doesn't care oh, about us anymore. Gal, we lost him wonderful. I think Anson Mount, that actor guy, the terrible Black Bolt, bashed her like horribly. And I was like, but I go, did you bash the Italian people when they were singing? He's like, no, he kind of singled out because they're famous. They're well off. And, you know, they're not maybe hurting as much as people that live paycheck to paycheck. Everyone grieves in their own ways. So let them grieve and what they want to do. It was wonderful. You know, I got no time for him. Mm. I got no time. By the way, other, other human beings in that too. Uh, Amy Adams, Girl Can Sang. She was in that video. And she actually, she covered it well. She sang good. I thought she sounded great. Uh, also, there was a video in there of somebody who I thought was Henry Cavill, but it was not. Who's, who is that Henry Cavill look like, Mikey? The guy right before James Marsden. He literally looked identical to Henry Cavill, but he's another famous dude. I'll have to see it again, kiddo. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Maybe you guys can tell me. I was like, oh my God, it's Henry Cavill. And it was yeah. not. It was um, So let's talk a little bit about the distant future of DC movies. Uh, a film that's been delayed so much, but is getting closer and closer to production. Probably a good thing now because it seems to be on the other side of clear. And that is this Black Adam movie. Uh, and the busiest, hardest working man in Hollywood, The Rock, in all his uh, typical positive, um, you know, uh, just sort of way about being, has uh, talked a little bit about the character. What do you guys think about that? It was awesome. Um, he said, Black Adam has been with me for over 10 years now. How crazy is that? A decade. Um, and I, th I think he's been doing a lot of good on the internet right now. Uh, you know, he, he did his, he sang Moana and taught his kid to wash their hands and has, has been adorable. So I've been enjoying his stories uh, as, as he's been posting them. He also said, uh, and that gives you an idea of how passionate I am with this project, how passionate are seven bucks is about this project. Warner Brothers, New Line Cinema, DC. They've been so incredibly supportive over the years. This has been over 10 years. In 2008, we started talking about this. So it has required a patience by all of us as partners. And I am a much different man and an actor than I was 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. He's super psyched about the character. He's talked about how the character is as powerful as Superman, but more rebellious, more reflective of his own personal nature. I mean, we know he's a producer on the film, so he's never going to be just like another actor on the film. Like, it's going to have the full power of The Rock's promotional uh, abilities behind it when it does happen. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. um, and then finally, rounding out any movie news, uh, we have, uh, speaking of Amy Adams and Jesse Eisenberg, I guess both talked about how they'd totally be open to playing their respective DCEU characters again. Although I know Amy Adams has also mentioned that she doesn't think that uh, they're coming around to uh, Henry Cavill's Superman anytime soon. 
Yeah, she says she thinks the studio is moving in a different direction um, from her understanding. Guys, yeah. ask ask me if I'm open to playing uh, a DC character. Uh, Roxy, would you be open to playing um, a character in the DCEU? Totally open. Who is not going to say that? Who, every time I see these news stories, totally open. No crap. Roxy, you guys, and Roxy and Adam, you guys are are, are correspondents and hosts. And you don't do it. Please, for any other people, don't sit there on a red carpet when a person's on a new thing and go, hey, would you like, would you be interested in playing a superhero in a Marvel film? You know, no actor is going to go, no. I have done that before. I have done that before because because it's because producers ask you to. And if you if you're getting paid to do a job and your producer tells you, you're you're, Roxy, you're you are a ballsy Jewish woman. Go no, that's clickbaity. I ain't doing it. You lose your job. You don't get paid. You don't come back. Uh, Adam, you. You know the deal. You know the deal. When, well, when I got do- I got in trouble for the opposite when I was doing the red carpet for that terrible uh, Scott Eastwood horse um, rodeo movie, whatever. Um, at the time, he was rumored to be in Suicide Squad, uh, and I asked him about it, and I got in trouble because it wasn't a Fox film. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brutal. Yeah, I got had my producer tell me, you ever you ever waste that time to ask about a film that's not from my studio? I hear stuff like that, and now I look at our, what's going on. Does it really matter anymore? Does it matter? No. Like, Holy Christ. So that's what I'm like. None of it matters. None of it matters. Um, can we uh, move on and talk about anything in the world of television? It's time for. It's time for. Me too. It's so good, and everybody keeps saying, "Wow, why do I hear me talking about popcorn?" Do you guys hear it? It's a remix. That's right, DC News COVID nineteen time remix. That was crazy, guys. Did you check out that that Harley Quinn season two trailer? No, I saw it come online this morning. I didn't see it though. Uh, I love the show so much. You guys, it, it looks awesome. Um, I, I'm just, I'm very excited about it. We are, uh, I, I think we're confirmed to do our interview still next week with the writers. Do you guys know? Or I think we're still confirmed. Yes. Might be, uh, this is Ryan in the, in the booth. Yeah, we, oh, we hey, are Ryan. still confirmed to do two of the writers of the Harley Quinn series who are also writing episodes for season two are still a go for zooming in and talking with us which i'm very excited about because honestly if you are not watching this show uh i have told you guys a million times that i'm not an animated person um but this is my favorite animated series that, that i've seen in years it is so so great um and the season two trailer looks just as good so i'm very excited about it a lot it. dirtier than i thought it was it's like it's great yeah, it's raunchy for sure. Uh, yeah. It it definitely is. Um, and then when talking to comic book, uh, Stephen Mel said that he was done with the Arrowverse. Uh, <laughs> I think we'll see with him. Well, you know, you never know what happens. He says, "No, I'm done. Oh, that was good. It was yeah. eight. Year- it was a good eight years. It was time to be done." You know, you know who said he was done too? 
Tom Welling and look yeah. what happened. Yeah, so, that's what I'm saying. Like you, you right. just what Tom Welling was done. He was like he came back for like a scene. But so hey, I think that's what I think that's what this would be. Like he could yeah. come back for I don't think from, he's gonna come back in any big capacity, but to him say he'll never put that green suit on again. Okay. All right. I mean yeah. he's just changing the green suit for some wrestling tights, right? Yeah. Um, and then apparently Superman and Lois is going straight to series production after coronavirus delay. Uh, I'm kind of surprised at that this series, I keep thinking that this is going to be the series that doesn't happen, but it seems like it's. Why do you think it's not going to happen? No, it seems like it is. It seems like it is. I don't know. Just you're, a, just, you're sitting there going, I don't think it's going to happen. So I'm asking you why. At first when they announced it, just we have so many TV Supermans right now and it's not like the reaction for Superman and Lois was ridiculously strong. Um, the way that they did the backdoor pilot with the canary arrow, green arrow and the canaries or whatever that show is called. Uh, that seems to be how the, they like to do this with the backdoor pilot, like they did for flash um and arrow and legends of tomorrow they they seem to like that backdoor pilot this didn't really have that same thing it's not spinning right into it so i was just like oh this is a different format i don't really know what it looks like but it it seems like they're going uh straight ahead with it so it, it kind of felt more like shazam swerve to me for a while but maybe it happens mm. Um, there, there was a quote that said a number of them, including call me cat, the big sky and Superman and Lois were planning to film a pilot episode during pilot season, take a break to assess it before starting series production. I hear most of the shows will now go straight to series production. Wow. So they won't have that break to assess, which. Okay. I like a break to assess. You know, if a lot of the things are going the way we've been talking about, then uh, the one part of this industry that is going to continue to be strong is the TV one. I mean, movies are really the bigger risk and the bigger unknown. But we know that people getting their entertainment at home is a safe bet for the foreseeable future. So I think it makes sense that they would uh, invest in this show and not waste time. Yeah. Yeah, they just don't. Time is a luxury they don't have right now. Well, guys, um, this has been a lot of fun mixing it up. It is uh, it is really good to interact with other people. <laughs> I love my girlfriend who's here. I'm sure she's getting sick of me. Uh, so uh, I would also recommend if you haven't done it and you've used the Zoom thing or not um, and you're at home, uh, there's a lot of exercise classes at home. Uh, and I would recommend doing that in your living room. If you're getting a little stir crazy, get a little sweat going. It is great for clearing your head. That's going to be my recommendation for you before we take off. Uh, Mike Kalinowski, would you like to say anything to the people before we uh, head out of here? Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, guys, stay safe out there. You know, follow the rules if you're in L.A. Do this whole safe stay-in thing. Um, uh, as far as you guys, if you're trying to reach out to me on Twitter, I'm having some problems. I was uh, in a 12-hour hold <laughs> last week. I had... Uh, tweeted out something to someone uh, up in charge of the government and uh, Twitter didn't like that. So I was suspended for 12 hours. I did the suspension, took down the tweet. And now because there's no customer service, uh, I'm like in this weird limbo. I can't respond to you guys. My thing is still there. Uh, we were trying to figure out, I don't think I'm gonna start a new account right now. So hopefully this all get fixed out. But if you guys want to tweet out to customer service and tell them, hey, get my at Twitter support, at Twitter support. 
you know, and had, put my, my name at Mike Kalinowski in there that can hopefully say, hey, get this guy back online and maybe that can work. We'll see. Because I love interacting with Twitter with you guys. That's where I like to keep When, when we get off, Mike, I'm going to put out, a, I, I already tweeted at them in this tweet, but I'm going to put out an official tweet for them to um, get you back on. And so then I think if everybody can try to like comment yeah. on that, we can try to get like traction. I, I realized in this past week without you guys, like that in between these shows is how I interact with you guys. Yeah. Uh, all of you guys that are, that are watching in the chat. And then when you're watching this, I, you know, I love interacting and this would be a perfect time to, to pick each other's brains on DC and do Q and A's and stuff. And I'm out of the loop right now. And, and uh, sorry, hope we can get it resolved soon. I miss you guys. Um, shout Rock. out. Shout out in the uh, super chat to Jake Yacoveta, who said, shout out to Ryan doing the production for this. Yeah. We appreciate you, Jake. You, oh, you rock. Um, and and then, and then for me, um, guys, I will just being completely candid right now. Uh, artists are taking a big hit during this. And a lot of people are taking a big hit. Um, Adam, who is starting a business right now. Mikey, who's, you know, the, the park that the the job the acting gig he does right now is he cannot perform because it, it's not open so a lot of us are taking a big hit one of the ways i'm trying to combat that is i'm going live on my channel every single day youtube.com slash roxy stryer i'll be live today at three o'clock uh your support means the world to me and um i i will say that i've been watching a lot of people say that during this time of need as people are home People are turning to artists and content creators, and I'm, I'm so happy to be able to do that for you guys, and I could really, really use your support. So if you can come uh, and check it out, I'd appreciate it greatly. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. And I should mention, if you get hungry and you're in the Los Angeles area, Doghouse is still delivering. We are delivering from 11 to 11. Hot dogs, sausages, burgers, chicken um, help keep us alive, as Roxy mentioned. Yeah, it is Adam. Uh, for our friends in LA, are you guys available for pickup or is it just delivery? Yes, but you have to order through the apps. You can still pick up, but you have to order through uh, Uber Eats, Caviar, Postmates, DoorDash, or Grubhub. Um, but it is uh, less of a fee if you pick up. However, most of the services okay. have waived delivery fees during this time. So like Uber Eats and DoorDash, they're not going to charge you a delivery fee. Uh, I think there will be a service fee, but not a delivery fee. So that helps someone. Great. Okay. Okay. All uh, right, guys. We will see you next time on yeah. DC Movie News. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network.